Welcome to the Double Drill Podcast. I'm your host, DS Walk. And before I continue, I just want to say congratulations to the new NBA champions, the Denver Nuggets, as they won their first NBA championship in 47 years. Congratulations. Uh, they had the best player in the world, Nikola Jokic, and they had one of the top young point guards in Jamal Murray, who were a huge, huge reason why they won their first NBA championship. Both gentlemen, both players, should I say, uh, stepped up and led their team. Also, you got to get a lot of props to Michael Porter Jr. Even though he struggled shooting the ball, he did the little things to help out. Also, big shout out to Bruce Brown, KCP, and the rest of the Denver Nuggets as they celebrated through the night of their first NBA championship. If you haven't seen it, check out YouTube, Instagram, wherever you listen to your podcast or whatever you watch your videos because they party from Denver to Vegas. If anybody's seen that Bruce Brown video when he blamed the Joker for having it one of the most nastiest hangovers. <laughs> uh fun memories these guys gonna have they're gonna look back on this day and celebrate again down the road but again congratulations to the denver nuggets on beating the miami heat and winning their first nba championship in franchise history so now we're gonna get to what i want to talk about which is lying season and you know what lying season all about rumors per source put your name on it if you don't believe me if you don't believe me, Jason Tatum sent out a tweet today and said, and I quote, anybody else tired of seeing per source after every quote, put a name on it or keep that shit to yourself. LOL. Yeah, it's that time of year. And a lot of rumors going to fly. A lot of lies going to fly. But somewhere in those rumors and lies are going to be the truth. But one rumor, which is in fact, is that Chris Paul was traded from the Phoenix Suns to the Washington Wizards, along with Laramie Shamit for Bradley Beal and a bunch of nothing. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to say the Phoenix Suns six, six second round picks, which is going to the Wizards, nothing. It's just that that's all they got. And plus, Isaiah Ty, who is in the G League, which he would be once he joined the Phoenix Suns, once, once everything is fully complete. Now, the reason why it is not complete is because the Washington Wizards are trying to find a third team to trade Chris Paul to or waive him. And as we've been told, if they waive him, it won't be in no rush. But they prefer to trade him. And not only that, Chris Paul, while he was on the private jet flying in the air, when his son sent him a text message to let him know that he's been traded from Phoenix to the Washington Wizards, when Chris Paul was on, good, I think it was on Good Morning America, when he said, I was shocked too. I didn't know. He knew. Through all that mess, through all those lies he just told on TV, Chris Paul contract got guaranteed all $30.8 million. So not only 
he got traded, but he picked up an extra $15 million while he got traded. Bust me dice to be Chris Paul. Now, you're probably thinking, why did they trade Chris Paul? Why would the Phoenix Suns trade the point guard? Well, it's plain and simple. They got an owner, Matt Ishba, who's trying to make a splash, and who wants to win a championship right now. Now, is trading for Bradley Beal going to get him that championship right now? No, but it put them in a conversation in which we all realize that they are now. Chris Paul, as great as he is, the best point guard in basketball, pass first. And an aging point guard, he's not the same player anymore. Scoring-wise, he can do everything else. He can still dish the ball. He can play a little defense, but his scoring is not there anymore. He's still a hell of a leader, still have a competitor. Now, if you hear Chris Paul, when he said, I call uh, Isaiah Thomas has something to do with him being traded, that might be true. But then again, Isaiah Thomas is just a guy who just giving some advice to an owner who is – who doesn't really know how to build a team or know the NBA right now. Don't get me wrong. The owner did play college basketball at Michigan State. He knows basketball, but NBA, the talent, how to put a team together, no. And and Isaiah is helping him out. Isaiah gave me some helpful advice. And I, I do believe Isaiah was involved in this trade to what extent. I don't know. We don't know. But in the Phoenix Sun case, listen, you they told us at the end of their season that they're going to build this team around Devin Booker and Kevin Durant. They told us that they won't go younger at the point guard position. They told us that everything is on the table. This team going to look different. They didn't lie. Those are facts. And they did that. Now, the question is with the Phoenix Suns, what you going to do with the rest of the roster? Now, part of rumor and line season, you hear that DeAndre Ayton is available, might not be available. His His name is in trade talks, rumors. The Boston Celtics were interested until they made a deal for Christoph Porzingis, allegedly. It has not been final, but it looks like that way he's heading to Boston. I will get to that later. Then you hear the Phoenix Suns rekindle the talks with Indiana Pacers sending DeAndre Ayton over there. Then you hear the Portland Trailblazers, but the Blazers say they're not interested in DeAndre Ayton, so... Then you hear that DeAndre Ayton might end up staying in Phoenix. We just don't know. But what we do know is, is that the Phoenix Suns have a big three. They have two guys who can who are shooters. And well, depends how you see it. Shooter scores. You got one of the best players in basketball, Kevin Durant. You got Devin Booker. And then you got Bradley Bill, two guys, Booker and Bill, kind of the same. They're both 
combo guards in which it has been reported. Devin Booker will be playing point guard, will be handled the point guard responsibility, should I say. Bradley Bill will be playing the two guard. Kevin Durant will be playing his normal position. My question is, how are they going to fill the rest of this roster out? Because you got three guys right now, Bradley Bill, who's $250 million contract, in which the Washington Wizards pray to this day to offload that contract, which it was a bad one. How are they going to fill out the roster? How are you going to get guys to come to that team to convince them to take less money, take less than the mid-level exception? They're going to have to build this team. Oh, it's going to be difficult. And the best way for a start to build, to build this team around those three guys is trading DeAndre Ayton because you trade him, maybe you get three guys back. Then maybe you can convince Tory Craig to resign back. Maybe you can convince Terrence Ross to come back. Both veteran players, are they going to play for the veteran minimum? We don't know. Guys do love their money. And guys do value their worth. We don't know that. That We don't know what's going to happen. This is going to be very difficult for Phoenix Suns to fill out this roster with that payroll in which that new CBA don't kick into next season. So everybody has one season to get this right before the dismantle for next season. You get what I'm saying? So they got one season to get this right. And for the Phoenix Suns to take a gamble like this, it's worth it. I, I I guess I can say I'm not sold on the Phoenix Suns being a being D lead dog out of the gate to win the NBA championship. I still say that's Denver. And I still say Denver is the better team in the NBA, not just in the West. But we're going to see. That's why they play the game. That's why I can't wait for October to come around to see how this is going to play out. Can't wait to begin in the season. But I'm also interested in see how this Phoenix Sun roster is going to get built. Because it's going to be very interesting because they're going to have to do it right. They're going to have to put complimentary pieces around KD, Booker, and Bill. It's going to be difficult, but it can be done. They got to do a lot of salesmanship to get players to come to that team. And they're going to have to trade Aiton. So that's going to be huge. And another team making some news, the Golden State Warriors, Draymond Green, declining his player's option. He's a free agent. I'm going to make this quick. He's not going anywhere. Draymond Green is not leaving the Golden State Warriors. If you heard Steve Kerr, and if you heard new general manager Mike Dunley Jr. when they said, this team is not a championship team without Draymond Green. That tells you everything you need to know. They just got to get the money and years right. Me personally, I will sign Green to a three-year deal because in three years, Curry deal, Stephen Curry, his deal would be up. And I will want his deal along with Draymond's, along with Klay Thompson, when he when he needs a new deal, 
I want them all to aspire at the same time. I don't want I don't want one player to have a four year deal, then the other next two guys deal aspire before theirs. I want all they deal aspire at the same time. Uh, correction, uh, four years. I'm sorry. Uh, Curry deals a four year deal. That new contract kicks in. Uh, Draymond, he's looking for a four year deal. Then Clay gonna want a four year deal. So if you're going to state, and if you feel that these your core three can lead you to one or two more championships, then yes, you're gonna have to tra- sign Draymond Green to a nice deal. And Stephen A. Smith said to himself when he said, "Hey, look, Draymond Green might be happy in where." We'll be happy with $30 million. I I believe that. But because of the type of player he is, probably, well, not properly. He is the best defensive player in this basketball, in this NBA. The things that he does in the offense, the way he has chemistry with Steph Curry, and the way he plays, I think Draymond deserves at least thirty-three to $35 million. I mean, we can say what we want about him. A high head, always get technical fouls, put his team in bad positions. But the one thing we cannot say about Draymond is that he plays hard, he's a leader, he cares about his team, and he's passionate about the game. A lot of guys ain't passionate about playing basketball. So we don't get that twisted. Draymond Green is passionate about playing basketball, and he loves playing at Golden State. He wants to retire with the Golden State Warriors. He has no designs to play anywhere else. So if you're the Golden State Warriors, you got to think about that, pay that man his money, and which we know they will. So to me, that's not a big concern who Draymond Green opt out of his player option. No concern here. None. None whatsoever. Now the concern is what about the other teams? What about the L.A. Lakers? What are they going to do? We hear that they try to make a trade for Miles Turner and Buddy Hill. Can they do it? Then we hear about LeBron James was frustrated and questioned Anthony Davis' toughness and how Anthony Davis has frustrated him this season. What would happen? What's going to happen with those two dynamics? I don't think nothing's going to happen. I just think that LeBron and, and AD going find have to find a way excuse me has to find a way to get back in sync ad got to stay on the court he has to, he has to be healthy for this team to win a championship that's the bottom line we know lebron james going to do we know that rob plinka is going to do the best he can to surround ad and lebron with young talent Mainly the same group of guys that they had this past season. You know, the Jared Vanderbilt, the um, D'Angelo Russell, Dennis Schroeder, Austin Reeves, Rudy Hachimura. Bring those guys back. And if LeBron wants Kyrie, bring Kyrie. But it's going to be interesting to see how that roster is going to be built. I tell you another team that's interesting, and that's the Portland Trailblazers. Why? Because Damian Lillard wants to win. We have said this many, many times. 
Nobody's going to Portland. Nothing to do with Damian Lillard. Nothing to do with that team, that franchise. It's just nobody that wants to play in Portland because there's nothing there. And the reason why is because the spotlight will be on Portland, on the on those players. There's no other game in town. Damian Lillard has embraced living and playing in Portland. He loves Portland. He wants to win there. He wants to bring that franchise a championship. He wants to win a championship. But the problem with this whole scenario is that Damian Lillard has to realize that the guys that he wants to play with are not going to come there. So, therefore, he is stuck in a position where does he stay or does he leave? Now, you hear the rumors that they're going to put a, a great offer to the Miami Heat and try to trade for Bam. I don't see Bam leaving Miami. Why would, why would he leave Miami? Why would the Miami Heat get rid of their second-best player? Why would he get rid of their second-best player, their best defensive player? A guy who helped them get help lead them to the NBA Finals. I don't see that happening. If you're Damian Lillard, you, 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 as loyal as you are to the Portland Trailblazers, you're going to need to leave. The Blazers had the number three pick in this year's draft, which I will get to. They got the number three pick. You want them to trade that third pick for some veteran talent. Now you hear that the Los Angeles Clippers who are interested, thinking about breaking up that dynamic with Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. I'm, I'm quite sure Damian Lillard has told the front office, hey, trade for Paul George, get rid of that third pick. But in reality, is Paul George worth that trading for that third pick? No. I would not get rid of my third pick and trade for Paul George because Paul George can't stay healthy. I'm not going to trade for a guy. I'm not giving up my third pick for a player who's going to play probably no more than 55, 58 games. He's not that Paul George anymore. Not if he stays healthy, maybe he can be. Maybe he is still that Paul George. But I would not give up the third pick for Paul George. Now, if you're going to throw in, you know, if you say Kawhi Leonard and plus some other players, okay, I might can do that. But then again, Kawhi Leonard, same as Paul George. He's not going to play a lot of games in the regular season. Can't stay healthy. So if you're the Portland Trailblazers who came out a few days ago and said that they're going to keep the third pick and – they're shutting down all trade talks about Damian Lillard. And Lillard, who said himself that he wants to stay in Portland. So what is it, bro? Do you want to stay in Portland? Continue to be part, continue to be surrounded by a youth movement? Or do you want to leave and compete for a championship? Because you're not going to do that in Portland. It is right in front of you. It's right in front of them. All the signs in the world are right there. 
And I know Damian Lillard is a smart man. And I know he see the signs, he read the signs, and I know he's in some type of denial, in my opinion. But this might be the best case of, hey, you know what? You're going to keep the third pick? Fine, cool. I want out. I got to get traded. And I'm quite sure that the Portland Trailblazers, the front office, probably got about five to six, seven deals on the table that's been thrown at them for Damian Lillard. Now, Damian Lillard, because I know if, if he goes and asks to be traded, we know the Portland Trailblazers are going to do right by Damian Lillard. And I hope that when that time do comes, I'd like to see Damian Lillard in a Miami Heat uniform. My personal opinion, I think that'll be best. I think him and Jimmy Butler, along with Bam, will be a tremendous big three. And I be that big three can win a championship. Now, the question is, if if that happens, because the big if, is Miami ready or okay with parting with Tyler Hero? Because you know Porter going to ask for him. Off rip. Are they okay with that? We'll find out. But this is one of the best times of the year. Again, a lot of rumors, the NBA draft, summer league, uh, FIBA. There's so much going on. So let's get to some more rumors. Breaking news. The Wizards, Celtic Clippers are moving on after failing to come to agreement on the deal. So Christoph Porzingis will be staying in Washington. Now the the rumored deal was Porzingis heading to Boston. Washington received Marcus Morris and a bunch of picks. And Malcolm Brogdon go to the Clippers. Now this was reported by Woj. So Listen, if it ain't reported by Woj or Sham, don't believe anything you hear. But this is the NBA. Just because this fall apart doesn't mean it's going to be revisited tomorrow. So we'll see what happens because we know Washington wants to rebuild. They try to unload contracts. They want no more big money contracts. They want young players and draft picks. So we're going to see what happens. Even if this deal comes up, gets revisited tomorrow or later on the night and they're agreed upon, I can honestly say and tell you, Marcus Morris will not be in the Washington Wizards uniform because they probably will end up buying them out. Then you have Tobias Harris, who is on the table. Actually, I think Tobias Harris has been on the trading block for the last three years by the Sixers. But there are three teams eyeing Tobias Harris. That is the Cleveland Cavaliers, the Indiana Pacers, and Detroit Pistons, his former team. But because of the 76ers won a outrageous asking price, or I say they have an outrageous asking price for Tobias Harris, a guy they've been trying to offload him for three years. Those three teams are not biting. 
So another trade, another rumor. One of those three teams might get revisit tomorrow or sometime during all season. And we have the the Lakers. Told y'all everybody about that. The Golden State Warriors are not shopping Jonathan Kaminga. That's kind of funny because he has to be traded or an extended role. Now, the, the thing with the Golden State Warriors, I told everybody, you know, they're three veteran players. That organization is built around those three players, and Curry, Clay, and Draymond. But what I didn't tell you is that they don't want young players on that team. They want veteran players to keep this run going. So if they want veteran players, who's going to be the odd people out? The young players. And they have three young players with high ceiling talent in Moses Moody, John Kaminga, and Jordan Poole. Poole, the one who got his face snatched by Draymond Green, the same Jordan Poole for the last few weeks of the season and in the postseason, developed this attitude of, I got paid, I'm going to do what I want, and which alienated those same veteran players who his name has been in deals since they lost in the second round. Same as Jamalan Kaminga, who came out because he was frustrated about his position on the team. Moses Moody, we ain't heard a word from. And this is more about Steve Kerr and his trust because Steve Kerr don't trust his young players the young players that he developing, the young players he doesn't want to develop anymore. So if you don't want to give your young players who, in my instant, could have helped you in the postseason, John Kamiga could have helped you. Jordan Poole, he was off. I get it. Bench him because he got a big head and he's trying to do his own thing. I get that. But John Kamiga could have helped you against the Lakers. I don't blame the young players for voicing their frustration when the league going to state. I do believe that Steve Kerr don't want those young players, just like Curry, just like Clay, just like Draymond. They don't want to develop. They want to get some veteran players, and they want to try to win this fifth championship or sixth championship, whatever they can get. My thing is, who the hell going to come to your team? And – what veteran player are you going to get? I mean, the same veteran players that you want is based on your team. Jermichael, Jermichael, um, uh, I forgot the kid, Jermichael Green. He was a, a good veteran player. He was a role player. He put us some average good numbers. You barely play in the postseason. Andre Iguodala is not the same player. He's a coach. He's a tutor. Dante Vincio, he, he probably going to leave because he want more money. So what veteran players are they going to be able to target to bring to their team? You have three guys that's been in your system for almost three years. Actually, Jordan Poole a little longer, which you pay him. You got Kaminga, you got Moody, and you don't use them. You use them in the regular season, but you don't use them in the postseason. 
because they frustrated you, you just shut them down, put them to the back of the line, put them to the back of the bench. You put them so far back that we didn't even know they was on the team. That's why they went out. I don't know about Moses Moody. In this NBA, you need young legs. Look at Denver. Young legs. You need those young players. You got three young players being in your system. Play them. Those three young players are better than any veteran player that you're going to bring onto that team. And those three young players, in my estimation, going to take a huge jump this season. Play them. I mean, you you felt confident enough to draft them, play them. And the, the biggest mistake of all of this, you, you traded James Wiseman because you didn't like the way he's developing. That's on you guys. What's on James Wiseman is he, need, he didn't have that dog in him. That's on him. But if you didn't like the way he's developing going, that's on you. And you need a size. They're going to have to figure out how they want to build this roster and build it right. If you want to compete with Denver, Miami, Milwaukee, Phoenix, you're going to need a lot of young young blood. No more of these seven, eight, nine-year veteran players. You're going to need some young legs and young bloods to compete in this NBA. If you don't have it, you're not going to win. And you're going to need size. And with that said, We'll be right back. We're going to take a short break here on the Double Drill Podcast. Welcome back to the Double Drill Podcast. I'm your main man, D.S. Walk. So let's get right back to it. Because there are more rumors out here. And, you know, Jason Taylor want all the rumors and lies to go away. And basically told those guys to put your name on it or get that shit out of here. He says something like that. So another rumor is the Dallas Mavericks want to trade for Clint Capella. And they want, well, the Hawks kind of want John Collins to be part of that deal. The Mavericks are motivated to part ways with that 10th pick. They want to get Luka some help. And if we're in the Atlanta Hawks, if they you put the 10th, you get the 10th pick, you get, yeah, that's about it. You get the 10th pick, John Collins, and Clint Compeller, and the 15th pick. 
Atlanta Hawks are willing to part with the 15th pick, Clint Capella, but John Collins got to be thrown in for the 10th pick. If you're Dallas, take it. That's the best deal you're going to get. That's the best deal you're going to get. If they think about it, if you make that deal, you get a defensive center who's going to protect the rim, right? Rebound, size. He's going to give you – he's going to average a double-double. Clint Capella is still young, and he's still good. Two, John Collins, another stretch four. He'll give you a double-double. He can shoot the ball from outside. I think he's like 33 35% three-point shooter. You take that deal. His deal is, eh, it's not good. I mean, the money-wise, but, hey, the Atlanta Hawks have been trying to trade John Collins for the last couple of years. And it just haven't happened. But if you're Atlanta Hawks, if this is the best you can get, take it. I mean, excuse me, the Denver. Excuse me, Dallas. Why can't you think it's my saying Denver? Ugh. Dallas. If this is the best deal you can get, take it. Because if you get those two players, your team is automatically better. All right. You lost your you trade your best deep your best defensive player, Dory Finney Smith to Brooklyn for Kyrie. Now you get an inside presence, one of the best defensive players of Clint Capella, and then you get John Collins, uh, stretch four, guy who also played defense, but he also gives you a double-double. So you trading that 10th pick would automatically give you two starters, plus Kyrie might come back. Make that deal. And you also, the Atlanta Hawks are looking to trade DeAndre Hunter so that AJ Griffin can get some more playing time. I smell something like, you know, the Atlanta Hawks are trying to go younger. I wonder how Trey Young feels about this. I mean, not, not about John Collins. I know him and John Collins, they have their little squabble. But I'm think I'm talking about on the presence of if you look at it, you lose Collins, you might lose Compella, and this team also be gonna be filled out by what I say this league is young, a bunch of young players. And when you heard or listen to Atlanta Hawks, they talking about competing and eventually win a championship. I don't see that if you trade your two best defensive players and your and the two guys on your team who can who average a double double. It's kind of it's kind of you really don't know what's going down in Atlanta until you really know what's going down in Atlanta. And I'm kind of wondering what's gonna happen with Trey Young in a year or so because his he's gonna do for a new contract. I mean, again, you no know, Clint Capella, who's 29 years old. He averaged 12 points, 11 rebounds, one, two blocks per game last season. But remember, he was hurt. Because if I remember correct, correctly, one of his best seasons that he had on land, he averaged 15 and 12 and, and 1.7 blocks. But he's a rim protector. And I think this will help greatly with Dallas, who Jason Kidd wants to play defense. And that will sure up a lot of things. And even John Collins, who's a who has – a potential all-star. Actually, he was an all-star in 2019-2020 when he averaged 21.6, 50.8 
percent of shooting and 10.1 rebounds per game in his third NBA season. And he regressed since then because of injuries and posted 13 points per game, shot 50.8% and 6.5 rebounds a game last season. Injuries, it does that. But he's still a good player. And if you want to be honest, both teams had a disappointing season. The Mavs made the rest of the conference last season, but they didn't make the play-in game this season. The Atlanta Hawks were one and done in the first round, losing to the Boston Celtics. Yeah, that looked kind of bad for them boys. So if you look at it, you got one team who is trying to get younger, and you got another team who is desperately trying to build around Luka Dodger, trying to keep him happy because if they don't, oh, boy. He going to be pissed. So we're going to see if this goes through. Again, this is lying and rumor season. Now let's get to the main course. Because tomorrow night, the 2023 NBA draft will be on ABC on ESPN at 7 p.m., 8 o'clock. Excuse me, I had to sneeze there. There are going to be some new blood coming to the NBA. Guys who are going to try to embark on their journey to the promised land that they had always dreamt about since they were kids. Planning the NBA, planning to get some of the best in the world, planning to get some of the guys they grew up watching, planning against their friends, some instance family, some instance against the best player in the world. Well, Nikola Jokic, if y'all wonder, he is back in Serbia with his horses. I had to make that quick announcement. But the NBA draft is tomorrow, and it's going to be a good one for these young men because once they hit their name called, their lives are going to change forever because now not only they're going to be playing with the best of the best, they're going to be young millionaires. And before they get drafted, I want to say congratulations to all those young men who will be drafted in the first and second round and to all the undrafted free agents who are going to be out there trying out to make ball club. Congratulations to all those young men, and I hope their dreams come true, and I hope they make the best out of it because playing in the best league in the world is everything, and it's everything that they dreamt about. And I hope that, like I said, I hope they make the best of this opportunity. And I hope they become stars in their own eyes and be the player that they want to be. And with that said, we all know who's going number one. We all know Victor Wimbala is going number one. And he did an interview on NBA Today on XM Radio. If you haven't heard it, please check it out. Brandon Miller also. They did an interview, and by the way, I want Brandon Miller to know that I respect your comment when you said Paul George is the best player in the NBA, and I'm glad you went in depth and explained that because Paul George is someone you grew up on and you watch. But I also want to remind you, do not ever disrespect Michael Jordan. He is the greatest player, the greatest basketball player that ever played this game. 
And trust me, young fella, just watching a few clips on Michael Jordan doesn't do him any justice. You need to watch all the clips on Michael Jordan to understand that man's greatness. Even the player that you looked up to, Paul George, even knows Michael Jordan is the greatest player to ever place him up, to ever grace the court, to ever play basketball. But I respect what you said that Paul George is your is the greatest basketball player. But I'll tell you your favorite player because you that's what you watched growing up. I respect that. I'm not going to diss that. But Brandon Miller is projected to go number two, followed by Scoot Henderson, number three. Now, that, there was a battle. Charlotte did have both guys come in for a workout. They wanted to see up close and personal which one of these two guys will fit with a mellow ball. And me personally, I felt that Scoot Henderson would be good for the Charlotte Hornets because you got a guy who can penetrate and he can dish it out and you got a mellow ball, another point guard who is 6'6", who can play the shooting guard as well, and he can dish that ball. See, I, I'm I got this thing, this fascination of I don't mind having two point guards playing in my starting lineup because I kind of think like you know two playmakers who can get their own shot and get shot for others, two point guards where one of them gonna be on the court at majority of the game. Man, I love it. That dynamic, I got no problem with it. But you can, can't ignore. It. The fact that Brandon Miller, who averaged 15 over 50 points a game in Alabama, shot over 50% from the field, over 40% from the three-point line, and he's 6'9", seven foot one wingspan. He's a good defensive player. You cannot ignore that. I'm not going to sit here and lie to that. And according to the sources, Brandon Miller put on the show in front of Michael Jordan, and he was trash-talking. Michael Jordan, but he put on a good show in front of the Charlotte Hornets brass, and right now he is projected to go number two. Uh, Scoot Henderson, I was told he done well, but when it comes down to it, it's going to be Brandon Miller, in which it's not a bad pick because you got a guy who can play the small four position. You got a guy who can create his own shot. You got LaMelo Ball, a true scorer. And you basically saw a position of need. Gordon Hayward can't stay healthy. Miles Bridges, you don't know if he's going if they're gonna resign him or not, or even back in the league. Brandon Miller, young, moxie, confident. The the, the one year college he balled out. Yeah. He, he'll be a nice pick, a nice pickup for Charlotte. And for Scoop. If he somehow gets drafted, if the Portland Trailblazers decide to keep the pick and they take him, that's going to be another nice little pickup. I kind of think, like, we know right now who's going one and two, but the draft really starts with Portland. From Portland, Houston, Detroit, Orlando, Indiana, you know, the draft really going to start right there because – we gotta we're gonna find out what Portland's gonna do. 
And whatever they do, you know, it's really going to determine how the draft is going to turn out. And I have a list here. Let me pull it up. And, you know, everybody got their mock drafts. And everybody trying to predict, you know, which player is going to go where. Um, You know, it's the same thing. Just like I said, Lion season. And let me see if I can up the final mock draft. A two-rounder. So, I already told you, Victor going number one. No doubt, San Antonio is not going to drop the ball on that one. Uh, Brandon Miller going number two to Charlotte. So, I said the draft starts at three. So, at number three, Portland takes Scoot Henderson. Number four, Houston Rocket takes A-Man Thompson. Number five, they predicting Detroit Pistons take Jarrace Walker. Good last name, young fella. Number six, Dorinda Magic takes Anthony Black. Number seven, Indiana Pacers take Taylor Hendricks. That's a nice pickup. That's a guy who's rising up the board. He's projected to go anywhere from four to seven. Pay attention to Taylor Hendricks. Number eight, Osir Thompson. Let me hit you up on the Thompson twins because I know a lot of, they got a lot of young fans out here who like where these guys like how they play. And I didn't see much of them, so I can't really say they can't play or not. I always um, depend on the experts. So one expert, I think it was Jordan uh, Jordan Farmer. I, I can't remember the guy's name. He was on Accident uh, Radio NBA Today. And he has said, you know, both twins are good. They can't shoot, but they're good defensive players. And the reason why we don't know so much about them, as far as myself or even the mainstream media, is because they played with overtime elite, and every game they played was the exhibition exhibition game. So therefore, they didn't play a lot of games, and that's why you know we there's not a lot of film, not a lot of tape on them. So when they come to the NBA workouts, I'm quite sure they put on a, on a nice little show. But in today's NBA, you have to be able to shoot the ball and score. If you can't shoot, you're not going to make it in the league. This is not the NBA 10 years ago or even five years ago. You have to shoot. You have to score. And you have to be able to hit NBA three-point shots. And that's one concern back Cam Whitmore when they when people were talking about, yeah, he's a good three-point shooter, but can he shoot the NBA three? We know Brandon Miller can shoot the NBA three-point shot. Cam Miller, we don't know. So with the Thompson Twins, you know, we know that for what I've heard so far, both twins, their calling card is defense, and which is great. You need defensive players. You need guys who can play defense on perimeter. But if you can't shoot, how good are you going to be to the team that you're going to go get drafted by? I mean, it's easy. It's easy to say with time, these guys will become better shooters. That's and and that's not a lie. LeBron James, when he came into the league, he was a terrible shooter. With time, he developed a shot. He got better at it. The Thompson twins, 
the same way. They're athletic. We know this because they they told us this. They're athletic, defensive minded. They they just can't shoot. And I think one of them is a point guard. I think both twins are combo guard, point guards, and shooting guards. And I think one of them is six seven. So that's pretty cool. No, excuse me, that's Anthony Black. He, Anthony Black six seven, uh, which is nice, you know, uh, combo guards. But if you can't shoot the ball, no coach is going to put you, put any one of them on the floor yet. I hope they're working with a shooter, a shooting coach. I hope they're working on their shot. It's one thing where you can shoot and make shots when nobody is around you compared to another thing where you're playing live action and you got to make that open shot. And if you don't make it, you're going to become self-check. Nobody wants to be that. If you don't believe me, ask Keeling Hayes. So I hope these twins, I know they, they're they highly, highly thought of. Both twins are more likely will go in the top 10. I just hope that they develop a shot because today's NBA, I'm going to say it again, you got to be able to score. If you can't score, you ain't going to last too much longer in the NBA. This ain't the NBA in the 90s or early 2000s or even 2010. You have to be able to score. That is huge. That is big time huge. And I touched on Ken Whitmore. Um, you know, he has concerns on his injury concern. He missed some time. He is on the season Villanova. I think he missed 20. Uh man, I can't. I, I think he missed the first half, a little bit of the first half of the season, but he came back. Um, he put up some good numbers, but the big question mark is his health and can he shoot the NBA three point shot? He is stupid athletic, and he's he's eighteen years old. He's going to put on. A, he's going to put on a show, just like the Thompson twins. They're going to put on a show, but with Cam can he hit the uh, the uh, three point shot in the NBA. And to round off the top 10 uh, would be the Dallas Mavericks and a, this young French phenom, Bilal Colby, Colby. Um, He only averaged five points per game in, in the, on his French team. Actually, he was teammates with Victor. Um, in the last game he played, he scored eight points on five shots in game three. Of the LBN finals. He is freaky long. Freakish long. And the sky is the limit for this young man. And I want everybody to understand that it's going to take some time for this young man to develop. If you're looking for a developed project, that's him. Going to take some, some time because he... He didn't pull up the bestest numbers in the French league. And he's 18 years old. And he has to grow into his body, grow into himself. Now, he's not like Victor. Victor is a stud. Victor, I, I, I can't say anything about Victor negative. It's just that Victor, by far, in the next couple years, will be one of the best players in the NBA. I'm just putting it out there. Now, the dark horse player 
to who might get drafted in the top 10 is Grady Dick. Why? Because Grady Dick can shoot the ball. And Grady Dick out of the University of Kansas, who is an internet sensation. If you go on every every team's page in the BR app, you got people talking about Grady Dick. Uh, you got, we got to take Grady Dick. He's one of the best shooters in the, in the, in the draft. He is. That's not a lie. And I can't put it, my I can't put a name on it who's his comp. But I'm gonna tell you this. If he's open, he's gonna make it. If he's covered, he's gonna make it. If he's double team, he throw up a Hail Mary, he is going to make it. So if he's looking for a dark horse guy who's gonna finish who might get drafted in the top ten, it might be Grady Dick. And if he does go to the top 10, trust me when I tell you, unless unless he's going in the top five, that's too high. But if you go through six to 10, that'll be just fine. And finally, I just want to end the show on this. This past NBA season was one of the best seasons that I have seen. And the reason why I believe that way is because of this year's NBA, this past season, there was parity amongst the teams that made the postseason. No, there was no dominant team in this postseason. We all knew that if the Denver Nuggets were healthy and playing their A game, they're the best team in the NBA, and we all felt that they should be able to win a championship, and they did. The Miami Heat, who struggled throughout the season, put it together those put it together in the play game because they had three minutes and some change that they was about to go home because they was losing the Chicago Bulls and they were an incredible run and ended the Bulls season and they kept playing. This year's NBA season, I really enjoyed. And I hope next season we'll get the same type of impact. Now, new teams going to get built with superstars, a big three, a big two. But I am confident that whoever has a big three, whoever has a big two, there won't be no separation. Because in this NBA, the Denver Nuggets changed the way the game, or I should say changed the way teams are going to be building their teams from here on out. You're going to need size. You're going to need your big guys to have a skill set. And you're going to need a point guard that's going to be not only create shots for himself, but be able to create shot for others. You're going to need a guy who's going to be a junk, who's going to be willing to be that junkyard dog role. And what I mean, you're going to need another a guy like Eric Gordon who decided to put his points, his offense to the side and start doing the dirty work to help his team win a championship. Do whatever it takes. You know, I call that the Draymond Green. I look forward to next season because I truly believe next season, it might be better than this season. I expect certain teams who were tanking to get better I expect some teams 
who were battling for the six, seven, eight, nine, ten spots to get a little worse. Either way, next season of basketball, it might be one for the ages. Why? Because that new CBA kicks in the following season. And we might see teams go back to the drawing board, go back to the old school way, and start drafting players and developing players to make their team better. If you don't believe me, the Denver Nuggets, the Golden State Warriors, the Orlando Magic, all got a head start on a lot of teams. And I said Orlando because all their core players are going to be on the come up soon. The Oklahoma City Thunder, a notorious team who've been tanking for the last five, six years, might finally be good this coming season. Why? Because all their players that they drafted are starting to come into their own. And you're going to see more teams doing what the Denver Nuggets have done over the years. Built your team through the draft. Be patient with them. Let them develop. And when the time is right, they're going to cash in those chips and they're going to bring a ring to the franchise. But it's going to be up to the coach and it's going to be up to the front office to be patient with the players. That's going to be the new NBA. Building the big three or your big twos through free agency. Yeah, that might still happen. But it might be a lot lesser than you think. So, with that said, thank you for listening to the Dove Drill Podcast. I'm yours, DS Walk. Everybody, enjoy the NBA Draft tomorrow. I hope everybody's favorite team picked the player that you like and they want. I will be watching because I'll be watching my favorite team picking the right player. And hopefully my favorite team will continue on the embark of getting better, developing their players, show up to play, and try to play for a playoff seed. This has been the Double Joe Podcast. This is the DS Walk. I'm out. Peace.